Welcome to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast, the podcast that guides those looking for a home that expresses their unique lifestyle to release creative DNA into their project and have it completed while keeping the artistic vision alive. Now, here's your architect creative, J.D. Carling. Welcome to, sorry, if you're just listening online, my shirt has our logo on it upside down. Which I've noticed every time I wear it, like a million people ask about it. So it's kind of fun. But in the camera, it's also upside down and reversed. So that's why I brought it up. Today, we're talking about adventures and warranty. Now, one of the goals here at the Card Custom Home and Architecture podcast is to always be mindful of the artistic side and creative side of architecture and custom homes. There is limitless resources almost that if you just want to type in home warranty considerations or custom home warranty that could educate you so much. And so I thank you for coming here for that. I will talk about it, but my goal is to always give it to you from the standpoint of artistic consideration. So we've done episodes in the past on budgeting and I tried to keep that in focus on how to budget to make sure your artistic goals are met, how to schedule to make sure your artistic goals can be met, your creative goals. And we talk about the general schedule, general items related to budget and things like that. But today we're going to do that in relationship to warranty. And I'll do it kind of through some stories that I've experienced so that you can relate that to some things that you may want to do in your custom home or that you may want to be considered doing. Custom homes generally, and I don't mean, I mean like bespoke custom homes is typically what I'm doing and what I'm providing for you. So that's the standpoint that I'll come at this from. People tend to want to get things that are not just like off the shelf. And so there's considerations that you're going to want to have for those things. But I'll just give you a few typical pointers to start out with. So when you get a custom home built, the typical thing that you'll probably see in a contract is that it says one year labor warranty. And then sometimes you'll see like five years parts or five years for the things. So that means that within that first year, if a hinge breaks or a, a door knob comes loose or a windows uh, not opening properly or something like that, then they will send or I will send out one of my team members to work on that item. If it's an electrical item, we'll send the electrician back out to work on that. And if it's a part, let's say in year two, typically what you'll see is you would pay for the service call. So maybe it's like $125 an hour for whatever the work is. But if the piece or something that's broken is under warranty or the piece of equipment or whatever, then those things would be covered. But the labor part would be additional. This is just very broad. There's also specific things written into contracts. So for instance, a roof, the warranty period for a roof is generally much longer than that. And then on certain roofs, and certain companies, you have the ability to pay additional amount to extend the life of that warranty. I mean, I've seen people, you know, we want 25-year roof warranty. 
I would be leery of anything beyond that. I had one roof company. I, I brought them out and showed them the job site and we're like, hey, this is the roof we're going to do. And he's like, I'll give you a 50 year warranty. And I was just like, red flag. <laughs> there no, there's no 50 year warranty on, on uh, anything. Anyway, so there are specific things like that. For appliances, you want to have those registered. And so those will also a lot of times have their own warranty period for the functionality of the pieces of equipment that you're buying. So that is kind of like just a real broad brush at some warranty things. But now I'm going to go into the specialty items. So we were working on a home and the handles that we designed or the idea that for the space that we had were these roseless door handles and frameless doors. So all the parts uh, for the hardware came from Italy and all of the frame and the panel were made in Miami. They were getting shipped to Orlando and we were getting a custom color on everything. And the door handle hardware did not function like a Home Depot door or one that even like an Atlas door repair company that has tons of parts specifically just for doors was going to stock. So we had 17 of the doors in this person's house. So you can imagine that if you don't want to wait three or four months for a door, you need to order a few more. So that if something doesn't work, you can order a new one. Now, that's not to say they weren't going to give us a free one if something happened. And that's what happened. We ordered 17 of the doors and one of the boxes came without some of the parts in it for the door hardware that we needed. And they also make this door hardware to order. So it was going to be several months before we were able to get the the door handle. So we were able to figure out something so that it worked and they did send us one. But in that situation, I had worked with that company before, so I hadn't ordered as many extra as I should have. And they did send us an extra one, but I would always like order an extra one, still order the replacement one so that you have another. You just don't have to wait three months. And thankfully, we were far enough ahead in the project and construction that it was only a couple days actually after they moved in that we got the door handle. But that's another consideration. So if you want to know, like, is this an item that's made to order or do they keep it in their their factory? If it's coming from another country, how long will it take to get we did some folding panel doors that the company was a British company and they make really nice doors and some people in Orlando had started using them. But during the pandemic, they scaled back. And so they changed their rules about like how much they would stock in the US, I think probably because they weren't doing as much. And so we got the replacement gasket. Thankfully, the gasket was messed up, but no uh, water was coming in or anything like that. But it did take like... <laughs> three or four months just for this strip of rubber that fit in the, the gasket to get there. Now, no matter what, a folding door is not something that you're going to get at a, at a typical place. Like that product, even though it's widely popular, is not something that is generally sitting around on shelves and pieces of it. Are. Like Home Depot might have a sliding glass door part or a parts warehouse, may have some of the bigger U.S. brands, like general hardware, but not the folding door hardware. I think in... 10 years or so, it's going to get so normal that 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 will be more readily available. But it is still 
currently not a thing. You could also have a situation where a company goes out of business and you can't get that exact thing anymore. So you want to think about what the plan would be. Let's say your builder did give you warranty for something and uh, the company goes out of business. So the builder is going to, a good builder is going to have a plan for what the replacement to achieve that same architectural goal would be. Like, let's say you had six windows on the front of the house and you got an Omega window from Germany that's just this amazing tilt shift window and they went out of business. You would still want to, one, you should order some extra ones to be prepared to know what the equivalent that you would be able to obtain would be to achieve that artistic goal. Or like the extreme would be like, okay, we know this set of five um, is going to be this. And are we prepared to replace all five of them if that uh, is something that were to occur, which in the past few years is much more likely to happen than we typically would have thought of in the U.S. in the past. Other places I'm not, I can't speak to as much, but I know in the U.S. that wouldn't most likely occur. So that's another thing. Another thing is an emergency. So an emergency isn't if the, like a door handle isn't locking correctly, but an emergency could be if somebody, I know in my house when we first built it, that someone broke the glass on the front door like a week after we moved in. So you don't want to have no glass. So I, you know, I put a piece of plywood in it and the door that I wanted was not one where you could replace the glass the way that it was put in. The frame was built around the glass. So I ordered one and I got it in about two weeks, but that was something I was prepared for. So that's an emergency where you may have to do something that's patched for a little bit. Be prepared for that. You you know, it can be really frustrating for some people when you have a nice new home and let's say your your lawn people were to break your, your window like that and then you find out you're living there and, you know, it's, it's a few weeks before you can have it looking nice again and you want to have like family over and people over and stuff like that. And uh, that's something to be prepared for. So you would balance. If you know you've ordered a custom item, first you want to know from your architect and your builder what the status of warranty for that type of item is because do you want to budget for having in stock a replacement part for certain things or are you prepared to be patient and know that it's going to get fixed in due time now if you have a leak or something like that that's an emergency the power goes out the ac goes out there's something wrong with a critical electrical that's that makes your ac run that happens Major things like that, a big roof leak that could cause extensive damage in the house from something in like a, a hurricane or something like that, and the roof wasn't installed properly. How can you plan to make those be taken care of quickly? So you want to have a builder that's prepared in that, that uh, warranty period to handle those things quickly to avoid any damage should something happen, especially to one of these things that like you had a, a built-in couch of, of wood made and then there's a storm and uh, something happens, being prepared for for that is important. And this is going to go a little bit to cost, but it goes to warranty too. So someone the other day, I showed them, you know, some tile that we were going to put in and uh, they asked, well, man, I think I've seen that for significantly less before. But as you know, there's like a piece of tile 
you may look at it and it says $7 a square foot, $18 a square foot, whatever. But the shipping, storing, the accessories that go with it, like the edge trims, grout, mortar, all that, increase the face value that you might see on a bid. So, you know, we were able to explain it to her and break it down. And she was like, oh, okay, now now uh, it's a little more clear. But another thing to keep in mind is we know that things get broken when they're shipped. You may know this too, but, you know, things get broken when they're when they're shipped or in transit. Sometimes people make mistakes when they're building. The, the final product is going to be right for you, but a piece may not cut in the tile cutter correctly and, you know, they'll need some extra piece. So you always order more than exactly 100 square feet. You may order 115 square feet for edge cuts and pieces that break or that with tile especially you'll find pieces that are not the right dimension or you'll be paying for a much more expensive tile for ones that have the more consistent tolerance in their dimension and keeping pieces of those for if they break to make sure you can can redo them my buddy bought a house one time and the builder did not put in crack separation barrier under the tile to the concrete slab and the concrete got a it was a really long great room in the house and it just cracked the whole way down and it just looked like a little earthquake crack none it didn't crack on any of the seams right through the tile and so they couldn't get the tile anymore so they had to retile the entire house now i would say you need to put the crack isolation barrier in or whatever even if it's an, a beginner home if i was a builder i would not that wouldn't be a cost savings to me then you want to have enough extra left over. Now, some people say for like tile or things, the average is like two to 5% that you would want to keep. So, and then there's like a minimum of two. So in the house, you've got 10 door handles. You'd want to have at least like two extra door handles of each type, regardless to be able to be prepared to fix. And with tile, uh, the same thing. So if they had kept a certain amount of tile especially if they didn't put a crack isolation barrier in i would i would keep a lot <laughs> you could have a crack the whole way through the house so i don't know you may only need uh 10 or 20 percent if you're in that situation ready to buy things so obviously that's not on you that would other than it would be in the cost so they need to know that those things are going to happen and that will be in the cost of the product to make sure you still don't end up with a house with patchwork and the beauty and the intention of the design is still there. But that's something to discuss with your builder. Hey, you gave me this price. How much extra have you planned? How much more of this are you planning on doing? I run into this a lot because it's like I have this folder of like dream projects and products that I want to use with my clients that are, you know, from all over the world that are things that I haven't seen anywhere and, you know, we did this floor that was this curved wood from Estonia on a house. And we knew the company was going out of business from COVID and they would not be able to get any more. And they weren't making any. We just were going to have to get what they what they had. So we made sure that we ordered enough that if the big chunk of the floor is messed up, then they would be able to replace the floor and have that curved wood. That was something that is planned for, something that they will be able to take care of. And unless the entire house were to go away, but then you would still be able to rebuild it in a way that it, it all matched. And um, we have found since then another company that is in Denmark that makes the same floor. I don't know if they bought the technology because it was like a proprietary machine. 
that would be able to make some more. But we have that exact stain because it was a custom stained color and everything that we got. So we're prepared there. So anyway, because you want something artistic, because you want something unique, make sure that you are planning for the care of that with the warranty, with the capability to service that warranty. So it's so classic with insurance and warranties and stuff to like think you have something and then nothing's covered. A family of mine bought a home warranty and then it was just like every when they moved in the house, everything that they was like on the surface was listed was not included. So that is something to give attention to, to give your, your mind and presence to studying what the outcome is going to be of these beautiful bespoke things that you're planning for your home. I'm J.D. Carling. Thank you for joining me for considering the artistic side of your home with the warranty and how that is going to strengthen the longevity of your custom home. I'm J.D. Carling, your architect builder. I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us. Uh, if you are ready to start, go to ca-rd.com to start your journey with an architect and go to book a consultation. I don't think I mentioned this very much, but if you click on shop every year, we do a lot of artistic fun things. We do a new logo every year and we print what I consider they're, they are t-shirts, but they're art that's on there. We've made a uh, vinyl records with music that are related to the architecture that we do. We've made a video game that we won an award for and have sold some copies that you can play on the original Game Boy and Game Boy cartridges, which is our portfolio. So if you want to see a portfolio of our work, you can get an original Game Boy and you can play through the buildings that have actually been built on there, amongst other things. So it's, it's kind of a fun thing to check out. Uh, you can also check out the tennis shoes. So each home that we build, we give a custom handmade pair of uh, Italian sneakers that we worked on the design with, with a workshop in Italy, so that when you walk into your custom home, you've got a nice new pair of shoes to walk in. Many of my clients don't allow shoes in their house, so you would walk in the house and have them nicely displayed by the front door or wherever you store them. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we'll see you next time on the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast. If you are ready to start your journey of a lifetime designing and building a custom home or project, sign up for a free consultation at ca-rd.com today. We look forward to the journey together and making something unique for you and your family. If you have any topics you want to discuss or questions about your custom home design for future episodes, send us a message via our website, ca-rd.com. And again, join us next time for another episode of the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast.